You are listening to the Living Centered Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Collier. Welcome back. Oh, my goodness. You know, I was going through some photos recently and uh, just cleaning some stuff out. Ran across a photo. There's this old picture from the early 70s when I was a kid. I guess my mom had uh, taken this picture of me, but it's a picture of my father who's sitting on the couch. He's reading a paper. He's got his legs crossed and, you know, papers propped up. And uh, just to the right of him on the other end of the couch, I'm sitting there. I've got my legs crossed and I'm reading a comic book. This must have been like 1975, 1976 or something like that. I am basically doing everything I can to imitate my dad sitting on the couch and have my legs crossed, the whole thing, just trying to imitate him. And I don't know if, I, I cannot honestly remember if this was a setup shot. I don't think it was. I think it was uh, something that just happened and my mom grabbed the camera and snapped the photo. You know, we are called to imitate God. We are called to imitate Jesus Christ as believers. Ephesians chapter five, verse one says this, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You get this image of as we imitate God, as we live a life of imitation, it becomes, we begin to smell like God, right? We begin to smell like this sacrifice. Throughout the New Testament, you know, there are many other verses that encourage us to imitate Jesus Christ and follow his example, uh, such as John chapter 13 and verse 15, where Jesus says, for I have given you an example that also you should do as I do. These verses remind us that our goal as believers is not just to believe in Jesus, but to follow him, to be his apprentice, to be his disciple, become more like him in our thoughts, our attitudes, and the way we live our lives. This verse underscores the importance of imitating Christ as a central part of the Christian faith and spiritual formation. Now, if that's a new word for you, Christian spiritual formation is the basic process by which a person grows in the relationship with God and becomes more like Jesus Christ. Larry Crabb, a Christian counselor and therapist, defines spiritual formation as a lifelong process of becoming like Christ, period. Basically, a process by which you and I, our entire being, mind, heart, soul, and body is transformed to become more like Jesus. It involves developing habits, spiritual disciplines, and practices that foster intimacy with God, such as, you know, if maybe you get up every day and you have the quintessential quiet time, right, where you spend some time reading your Bible, you might spend a little bit of time in prayer, and then you're off to work or whatever it is you're going to be doing. Perhaps you spend some time in quiet meditation. Um, you, maybe you're involved in a Bible study. Maybe you do some of your own devotional study. Um, worship, of course. Whether you're at church worshiping, maybe you like to sing uh, worship songs when you're at home by yourself or maybe when you're on a walk. It might include also things like fasting, practicing the Sabbath. Now, I'm not talking about practicing the, the actual Saturday Sabbath of like starting at Friday at uh, sundown through, Friday, or through Saturday when the sun goes down on Saturday. I'm talking about the Lord's Day, the Christian 
Sunday, right? Um, but making that your Sabbath, or at least picking a day based on your schedule, which becomes your Sabbath. It also includes engaging in Christian community and serving others, as well as practicing, you know, humility and compassion and love and mercy and providing grace to folks. Pastor John Mark Comer, uh, who is the lead pastor of Bridgetown Church in Portland, Oregon, and a popular uh, author and speaker these days, defines spiritual formation as the process by which a person becomes more like Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. In his book, which I highly recommend, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, he emphasizes the importance of slowing down, simplifying our lives, and making space, making space for intentional community and spiritual practices in our daily rhythms, right? You've probably got a rhythm, right? You think about your day. You've got a rhythm. You wake up, you go brush your teeth, you, or maybe you, you make your breakfast, you grab your coffee, uh, maybe you listen to a podcast, you go on a walk, uh, read your Bible, grab your coffee, and then you're out to the door to get the kids off to school. And then maybe you don't even think about the Lord till the following morning when you start this routine again. But everybody's got something that is forming them. If it's not Jesus, you're being formed by something. The news, politics, Netflix, whatever you're binging, whatever you're putting into your ear, particular lifestyle you're leading, it is forming you, right? At the heart of spiritual formation is the belief that God desires to transform us from the inside out. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are empowered to live lives that are pleasing to God and reflect the character of Christ. And that transformation is not a one-time event, but a lifelong journey that requires discipline, commitment, and openness to God's leading. Now, if you are like me, and you spent time in the evangelical space for even more than a minute, your red flags may be going off, right? Mine did, mine did, full transparency. When I first started thinking about spiritual formation and reading about this stuff, this sounds like a lot of work to me, right? <laughs> it's, it just sounds like a long list, long list of things that you've got to do. And yes, I agree, it does sound like a list, uh, after all, it's Jesus who changes us, right? It's the work of the Holy Spirit that sanctifies us, not the works, right? Sanctification is a kind of uh, positional sanctification, right? There's that aspect to it, which refers to the fact that you and I have been declared holy by God through faith in Jesus Christ. And it's based on the belief that Jesus's death and resurrection have made it possible for us to be reconciled to God and be declared righteous in his sight. And it's easy to learn this as a believer and then just coast, right? I'm saved, got my ticket, I'm good. I don't really need to do much else. Love my neighbor, be kind to people, don't be a jerk, and uh, check that list and you're good. But there's this other side to the coin, which is the ongoing process of growth and holiness by the power of the Holy Spirit. As believers participate in the means of grace and seek to become more conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, we are progressively being conformed to the image of Christ through the work of the Holy Spirit. And we can participate in that. This process is described by Paul in his letter to the Romans when he writes to the believers there, put to death, put to death, the deeds of the body by the Spirit, Romans 8, 13, and to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Dallas Willard 
Uh, if this is still bothering you, Dallas Willard, who was a philosopher, author, and professor of philosophy, said, God is not opposed to effort, but to earning. Earning is an attitude. Effort is an action. Earning is a mentality. Effort is a behavior. This is why God is against earning, but not against effort. In other words, in spiritual formation, we are not attempting to earn our sanctification or our holiness or our salvation. Completely the opposite. Our efforts, our practices, our habits, our spiritual disciplines are a response to the grace and love that God has already extended to us through Christ. They are a means of grace to us. Here's the other thing about this. As humans, you and I, at our basic core, we were created for intimacy. We were created to be in relationship, to be in community with other people. And another important aspect of Christian spiritual formation is Christian community. We don't do this alone. We are not meant to live out our faith in isolation, but in community with other believers. Through fellowship, accountability, and service, we're able to grow in our faith and be supported and encouraged by other people. In the community of faith, we're all able to practice forgiveness, humility, and love, which are all essential virtues in our spiritual journey. You know, maybe you have a uh, maybe you have a accountability partner. You have some prayer partners. You have a small group of, you know, men and women that you're involved in. Uh, maybe they, maybe you're in a men's group. Maybe you're in a women's group, where you have folks who can encourage you, and you can, you know, iron sharpens iron, as the proverb says. Um, maybe even seeing a spiritual director like me is something you do as a part of your. Uh, spiritual formation. Ultimately, Christian spiritual formation is about becoming more like Jesus. Through a process of surrender, transformation, discipleship, we are able to become the people that God created us to be. As we grow in that relationship with God and become more like Christ, we are able to live lives of purpose and meaning and make a difference in the world around us. Thanks for listening, folks. Spiritual direction is an opportunity for people to consider what God is doing in their lives. Great for folks who want to go deeper in their faith um, or are in a period of discernment in their life. Maybe you're asking big questions and spiritual direction can be great for folks who are also no longer in counseling but would like to continue to be faithful to what they've learned. If that's you and you'd like to learn more about uh, spiritual direction, my email is in the show notes of this episode. Shoot me a note. Let's connect and see if spiritual direction would be great for you. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about what spiritual direction is specifically, I've also put a link to one of the podcast episodes here on Living Centered where I go into a little bit more detail about what spiritual direction is specifically. So take a look at that and uh, we'll see you next time.